Zayo Church. It's so good to connect with you and it's so good to hear all that God is doing to stir your hearts to be a community making disciples, disciples making disciples. And you know what? That vision is so much part of the heart of Open Doors, part of our DNA. Our vision is to see a strong church standing in the midst of persecution and faithfully following Jesus, no matter the cost, being changed and shaped to become more like Christ in the midst of whatever circumstances we're facing. At Open Doors, we serve 360 million plus persecuted Christians. That's one in seven Christians globally facing persecution. Those that share our faith, but not our freedom. We'd love you as a church to be praying and supporting, standing alongside your persecuted church family. A big inspiration from me from the persecuted church is how they model disciples, discipleship, how they model how to be disciples who make disciples in their context. It can feel sometimes like we're swimming against the tide here in the UK right now, doesn't it? But you know what? We've got brothers and sisters who swim against the torrent and they faithfully follow Jesus. They navigate being disciples in very difficult situations. We've got so much to learn from them. In a moment, I'd love to read a little bit of scripture from Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Paul here is writing to a fledgling church. They're a small minority living in an increasingly hostile, scary world. But you know what? He's writing to encourage courage in them as a persecuted Christian himself. He's actually writing from Rome and he's in chains under house arrest. It's around AD 61 and he's writing to a church that he planted about 12 years previously a church that was really close to his heart his heart he had real affection for them and he wants to see them faithfully follow Jesus in the midst of opposition and obstacles now Paul is writing from the epicenter of the Roman Empire Rome itself and he's writing to this group of believers in Philippi over a thousand miles from Rome but it's like a mini Rome the sights the sounds the smells everything about it and they're feeling quite hard pressed I think and he's writing as a Roman citizen, writing to fellow Roman citizens of, of the Roman Empire. And this letter, these words that he writes to them, is reminding them that they're part of a bigger empire. They're part of a kingdom that will never fade, that will never be conquered, that will never demise. And that they don't just follow an earthly emperor, a Caesar. They follow someone who is Lord of all, Jesus Christ. Jesus is Lord, period, for Paul. And he's right to encourage this vision into the hearts of the Philippian believers. And he's, you know, maybe take that as a word for you today. He's right to encourage us to be loyal, to have allegiance, to have faith and trust in the one who is the king of kings, the one who is part of the kingdom that will never fade. And we're seeing the kingdom, the kingdom of God expand its borders all over the world in the midst of danger, darkness and difficulty. Let's just look at these verses together, shall we? So Philippians 1, verses 12 to 14. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. What a great little bit of scripture there for us to dwell in for a moment or two. And I'm really struck by this idea, the power of testimony. If we want to be disciples who make disciples, we want to hold on to the power of testimony. We want to see, see what happens when we're faithful to Jesus, when we speak Jesus, when we live for Jesus, when we act 
kindly and generously and love like Jesus would want us to do. So Paul's testimony here in the text results in two things. We see external advance and we see internal emboldening. The power of testimony cannot be underestimated in our discipleship journey. For Paul, it's likely that he was held captive literally 24-7 to a Roman soldier chained there. And these were no ordinary soldiers. They were imperial guards. They were like part of the emperor's elite forces. And literally, it sounds like Paul influenced many, many of them, that he got to share the gospel, name drop Jesus hugely to these men. He literally had a captive audience after all. And so against all the odds, we see an external advance in the face of opposition. What should have been an impossibility of being closed up, trapped in imprisonment and obstacles and opposition became a tremendous opportunity to share the gospel, to see external advance for Paul. Because he he tells us, doesn't he, in the text, that they literally know the imperial guard, the soldiers around him, know that he's in chains for one reason and one reason alone, and it's because of his love for Jesus. I'm in chains for Christ, he says. And it leads to who knows what happened as these men encountered Jesus through Paul's testimony. External advance is what happens when we're faithful to following Jesus. I want to tell you about my friend Mishtaba. He spent time in prison for his faith in Iran. When he was 20, he was arrested and imprisoned, tortured, interrogated, spent many days in solitary confinement simply because he was leading a secret house church. He suffered a real ordeal for following Jesus. But he says this, persecution will take the gospel to the places where nothing else can. Persecution will take the gospel to the places where nothing else can. Against all the odds, we see the power of testimony at work and we see an external advance. And this is what happened in most of his situation. His testimony is incredible. He made friends with an imam that used to have come into the, into the prison. An imam is a Muslim leader. And this imam was shocked one day when Mushtaba said, I don't have a Bible in this prison. Would you, would you smuggle me one in? And the imam laughed in Mushtaba's face. He was like, you've got to be joking. It's easier to smuggle drugs into this prison than a Bible, but I'll see what I can do. And so amazingly, God used this imam to bring Mushtaba a Bible. And over the course of time, he would smuggle in portions of an English Bible. And what Mishtaba did was this, he would write out on scraps of paper, toilet roll, bits of notepad, whatever it was, and he would translate from English into his native language, the Bible, and he would share it around the prison. He literally smuggled hope and he encouraged words of life to other prisoners. And they encountered Jesus through it. They encountered the one true living God and came to faith in Christ. Just an amazing testimony against all the odds. What looks like it would be an impossibility, God was at work and there was an external advance. Love that. So just want to encourage you, the power of your testimony to see lives changed is, is hugely important. And then the next thing Paul says is or highlights for us is this, that there's an internal emboldening. Because of my chains, he says in verse 13, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. And what happens when we as a community are alive and active and we share our stories of what God's doing and, and the places and spaces where God calls us to be, we see Jesus at work, don't we, in us, in our testimonies. And as we share these with one another, just want to encourage you to do that. As we share these with one another, it emboldens us, it encourages us. 
And I've got to say, connecting with a persecuted church and hearing the testimonies of brave faith encourages me time and time again in my own walk with Jesus to not be lulled and lured to settle for comfort and be apathetic and just encourage you as a church community to connect to the stories of brave faith and the persecuted church because they embolden us. There's internal emboldening that takes place that's, that's really special and powerful. I'd love to share with you quickly Pastor Marcos's story from northern Nigeria. It's a video that you're going to just watch now. And you'll see this, this example of that through suffering, through persecution, through opposition, obstacles. There, there's often a, a great way for God to be at work. It's often persecution is often the motor for the gospel, the engine, if you like. In Pastor Marcos's words, he said persecution is the fertilizer for the gospel. So through their pain, their tears, their disappointment, God met with them, encouraged them, and their, their church has, has grown. So let's watch this video now. <laughs> Churches, where else are churches? Zaka Zoka Sami, Jinini, all over. Achkin Churchy, Motayajila, Barik, Mabaya, so ye church our winter local. To Sabodaka, Mutani, Snat, Ro, Domesuni attacking Churchy, Umkaji, Churchy, Namkma, Zaja attacking Naka. Dominda, my Idankana, Banda Gaskiaga, Ubangiji, Kachiri Toro. Kachiri kunya kumanduka dhaka. Tu amado mwe enading akui toro akui kunya rohani anasunang baisa musaki obasam. Lele awanchando kachini rohani anawa yara unana suicide miyaji toro. Amama magana ubengi jalatana akarufafanchewa tu kano wanda ya do karaga ubengi ubengi jalabaze tapaya sheshiba. Sanani nang yaza mataki na pishara. Wanda yana karba mutane na ribiu. Bayanda boko haram suka tafi, yanzu akwe mutane sunkai dari uku dari hudu. Suna nang wik akwa ni lukashi, amada haka ding abuankara fafawane. Sabu wadaka, wana mabazamu ya aduwa chio ba, ubangiji ala ya dauke sanani ba, aa, sedimu ya aduwa chio wa ubangiji ala ya bamo karfafawa, Wanda zamu jimre. What an incredible story of God's goodness and kindness, but the courage of Pastor Marcos and his community to put their faith and hope and trust in God and keep leaning in. The power of testimony is incredible, isn't it? And we see there's external advance and there's internal emboldening. Just want to encourage you in these days as Zayo Church to be faithful to Jesus, to be loyal to Jesus, to, to follow him no matter what, and to be, to be leaning into the power of your testimonies, individuals, and also collectively as well, because it really leads to transformation and change. It leads to people encountering Jesus and being discipled themselves. God bless you.